Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when we install Apple CarPlay. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On the show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. <laughs> and I, you know what? I gotta, I gotta start you off with with something that I, I, I got this on impulse. Let me, let me hang on. I gotta get it. Okay, Luke's getting something. We were talking about a new steering wheel in the uh, in the pre-show here. I don't think it's the steering wheel. What is it? No, no, it's not the steering wheel. We're we're in full Apple mode now. I okay. I I distracted everyone. Uh, I'm I'm catching up here on all of the things that people commented on the the steering wheel, and now I want to go back to it, but I'm not going to. All right. So as you might know, Noah. I, I love the iPhone 2G. The original iPhone is so iconic. This is just a random one that I pulled out of my pile. Of course. Uh, more on that to come, if you know what I mean. But this iPhone 2G, this is what we all know. Here's something that you might not have ever seen before, Noah. Certainly not something that I had ever seen, but I do remember them existing. Needs a little bit of work, but check this out. Oh, the white bottom? It's all it's all white. Oh. What what so is So this this is from a company called Colorware. You can kind of see their logo here at the bottom. Okay. So this this was a company that would sell these custom hand-painted iPhones. So it's it's like an automotive paint it's actually, I mean, mine is a, it's a little rough, to be quite honest with you. And the phone itself is not the happiest phone I've ever seen. It, it sort of crashes and reboots frequently. So I might switch out the internals here. I actually don't even know how much, how many gigabytes is this phone? It won't turn on. Ah, oh, jeez. But isn't that crazy? I'd never seen one in person before. I just very vaguely remember hearing about colorware back in the day, but I've never seen one. Yeah, I've never. I didn't. I don't know if I've even heard of that uh, back in the day. Like obviously now, I know there's yeah. like you know the custom. Like I think uh, I don't know if it was them, but there was a thing with like the custom AirPods because AirPods have only ever come in white. There's like you know you can get custom colors. I know there's like custom phones and stuff, but I didn't know that they did them all the way back. Uh, in the iPhone 2G, that's really interesting. Yeah, actually, it looks like they're still they're still around. Look at that! I just found their their current website. So it, mm. it, I think they I think they said somewhere that they had like yeah AirPods, Playstations. That's interesting. I mean, they're very bright colors. I guess you could get painted. AirPods Max, how much do they charge for these? Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, with the different color buttons especially. I really like that. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. They're 850 bucks though. They are not cheap. Oh, jeez. 
I don't think I could imagine. I actually really like this mint color. That looks incredible. I re the mint, yeah, the mint on the air cups, and then the darker green on the buttons is really. Oh yeah, really nice. Oh yeah, that looks really nice. I don't like the multicolor. I kind of like the gloss too. I mean, this this is this is really cool. I mean, I guess the, they're still they're still going. They're still in business. This is, I think, where it all began. These iPhone two Gs. It is really something. I mean, I think that's really. I think these things are cool because I love having uh, like fun colors on all my like technology. I always buy the colorful iPhone of the year, or whatever. But like, this is a next level it's a little bit expensive i think for me to go for it but like having a oh, unique yeah. a unique color is pretty cool i haven't even done that much research so this this phone came from china looks like oh man i would have loved to see what one of these looked like when they were new i mean look at these red iphone 3g's that looks so sick wow is that a product red it kind of does look like it Man, I want to find one of those now, but I, I don't know. I don't even know where I have never, ever seen one of these ever, ever, ever before for sale. So, you know, no questions asked. I bought it. I don't even I have no idea how much they're worth. I think I paid like 40 bucks, which is not bad at all. I That's assume not that much. <laughs> but yeah, this is. This is interesting. Oh my god, it keeps auto-filling this random MacBook from a video that I did. <laughs> I'm looking up Colorware iPhone. Let's see if there's any... Wow, one result and it's not even close. It's a Colorware Bose headphones. <laughs> Rare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess by its I nature. suppose. That's... Anyway... Anyway, yeah, so that's my, in in honor of us being one month out from the iPhone event, I wish that this was in better condition. I'm going to try to clean it up a little bit, but I don't want to, you know, remove any paint. Very cool, very cool little find here. Yeah, I like that. I didn't even know that those existed in the 2G. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I'd heard of the company, but I never knew that they did, they were like that old and even even then i i haven't even found a picture of another one colorware iphone 2g i guess all right i found one picture from reddit and they have a replaced bottom plate so it's not even complete and it's also yellow and it looks terrible <laughs> but apart from that yeah cool cool stuff very cool. And uh, since we're talking about old iPhones, should we also talk about new iPhones? Dare I say future iPhones? Even? Yeah, now we're talking. That's my boy right there. Yeah, so look, my video today, I'm a little, I'm in a weird, I'm in a weird mood. All right. iPhone okay. rumors are weird. Okay, how's that? Here's, so the hypothesis of my video today was basically 
we are we are in, in this weird period of time where phones are all really really good and i don't think i don't think that i don't even know how to phrase this i don't think that it's a bad thing necessarily but the the concept of a super cycle phone that one phone that's like so amazing that it breaks sales records i don't think people actually want to make those phones anymore you know back in the day apple used to do a two-year phone cycle basically four 4s 5 5s etc but that was in a, a different time period that was back when phones were sold on contract so most people had them for two years so there was no point trying to sell someone a new phone every year because in many cases they legally couldn't buy one but now everyone's like you know what why are we going to prevent people from spending more money just get them to buy a new phone every year no contracts just upgrade incentives to try to get you to switch carriers and like i don't know it's a phone buying frenzy now we're in a period of time where apple will half the time come out with a new color midway through the cycle it's like two and a half new phones a year it's crazy but all of that is to say that i think there is now an incentive for apple especially to make every year feel about the same it's not, oh man, but next year's the big year. Every year is supposed to be equally like good, not mind blowing, not so crazy that everyone upgrades and then ignores it the next year, but every year is like good. What do you think? I think that makes a lot of sense given the way that people have changed their phone buying habits, right? There are plenty mm. of people that are happy to buy a phone own it for a couple years and then they'll upgrade. They don't care so much about having the latest one or not. And for those people, it doesn't really make a difference, right? If there's a super cycle every few years, maybe they'll be on the super cycle. They'll get, you know, every three years, the big one comes. If there's no super cycles, right, then just every three years, mm -hmm. they'll get whatever the current phone is and all the features that they missed out on will be in that new phone and, and, and they'll catch up to it there. So for those people, it doesn't really matter, right? For the tech enthusiasts, they're going to probably buy the phone every year. It's like us. We're probably going to buy the new iPhone. Well, you definitely are. I'm definitely going to, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, come on. Don't don't lie to yourself. You're buying I know. it. I know. We're getting the new one every year. So it doesn't even matter, right, if it's a huge upgrade super cycle or if it's something relatively small. We're still going to get it. And then I guess the question is the people in the middle, the ones that could be persuaded one way or the other, right? But then... You know, I think it kind of balances out because if you have a super cycle every two years or every three years, then maybe you sway them, you know, on the super cycles and you don't on the other times. If you don't have any super cycles, you know, maybe they'll say, okay, this year, you know, I'll get one. You know, I'm feeling like a new one. Next year, I won't get one. I feel like it's all going to shake out in the end. So it doesn't even make that much of a difference. But the way that things are going, That's moving true. away from super cycles, I feel like. Uh, it you know it it makes sense. Make it a little bit better every year. 
don't hold features, you know, oh, you know, we have some feature ready, but we're going to wait for the next one to make the next one even better. Just, you know, as mm-hmm. you're ready, you release the features. Each phone is, a, is a, you know, solid upgrade. And I think that's just the best, you know, overall. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think you're definitely right. Um, and I would be interested to know whether Apple withheld features more in the past or now. Because I think in, in some ways it is a myth. Everyone thinks that tech companies are doing all of this stuff intentionally, that they've got it planned out years in advance and they're playing 4D chess and like implementing things slowly. I don't necessarily think that that's true in most cases. You know, a lot of the stuff we hear about in the rumor cycle, if you're really plugged in, is like, feature in testing and then they'll say they're having difficulties with manufacturing so it get it got pushed you know there are reasons that features are staggered maybe maybe part of that is you know in the past apple would have would have tried to force the, a good example is promotion right i i mentioned this in my video here with the current generation iphone design which is from the iphone 12 so iPhone 12, there was a design change. iPhone 13, we got ProMotion. iPhone 14, we got that that uh, Pro Raw camera and Dynamic Island, right? So those are three pretty. Those are like the three big things. You could say 5G, but whatever. Who cares? You know, those are like three pretty big things. If those had all come in one year, super cycle. But those are all three things that people really liked. People, you know, the iPhone 12 came out, they're like, well, I got to get the new design. ProMotion came out, they're like, I've been waiting for that since 2018, I got to get that. Then the Dynamic Island and the new camera comes out, and people are like, wow, that camera looks crazy, I got to get that. And boom, Apple has now sold three iPhones instead of just selling one iPhone to more people. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, how it works out you could say like in a super cycle year they're going to sell a lot more phones and in a boring year they're going to sell fewer versus if they do it every year um you know they're they're keeping uh you know it it balances out right if you sell a lot one year less in the other two years versus consistently for three years it'll balance out but i guess it's more just like uh maybe the mentality of the customers and like if you can get people to buy it every year and be like so that dedicated and that like plugged into your ecosystem then those are, you know, much, uh, much, uh, they're, they're customers that, that are, that are more meaningful to you versus people True. that will just buy, you know, every so often. And especially, you know, some people that switch regularly, there are some people that switch from, uh, iPhone to Android. You know, I, I don't think, you know, we would, wouldn't do that, but there are some people that absolutely would and, and do your mom. That's well. That's true. My mom switched from uh, from uh, Android to iPhone. Our friend Giorgio just recently switched back from iPhone to Android. So there are some uh, some some examples of uh, of of that. Absolutely. Yeah, honestly, I I respect I respect those that are able to make those switches back and forth because I I cannot do it. I could not like just uprooting the ecosystem. I mean, obviously I would never switch to Android full-time period because I'm so in the ecosystem, but 
and because it would cause you know an, uh, an uproar i would i would be probably canceled if i switched to android and my right. friends would kill me because sam everyone is blue bubble again. oh my god no sam sam would never speak to me he would act like i he would act like i pushed him down the stairs at a thanksgiving parade you know yeah yeah down the stairs at a parade uh-huh yeah he, that's yeah. what he would act like right 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 but i you know i do i do respect it when people can switch back and forth you know people will be like oh the iphone's boring now so i'm gonna get a foldable and then they're like wow now the iphone's cool again i'm gonna get an iphone again i'm like dang i don't know how you do that yeah like it's funny because I guess the majority of the experiences on your phone, it honestly doesn't matter, right? Like all the apps and websites that you use, or not all, but pretty much all of them are going to work on iPhone and Android. But it's just that ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? iMessage, Universal Clipboard, iCloud Photo Library, like, I, you know, you can go on and on. But all of those features that tie in with everything else, just it just makes the iPhone, like, it makes it really hard to leave. Yeah. No, and I mean that's that that's absolutely absolutely the strategy. It's get people hooked on a family of products and you will get yourself way more upgrades. iPhone only people, you're going to make a thousand bucks off them. Well, you're not going to make a thousand dollars, but you know what I mean. Every 2-3 years, maybe 4, maybe 5 years even. But if you get people on iPhone, Apple Watch, AirPods, AirTag, HomePod, iPad, MacBook. Holy crap, that's a lot of products that are all on that cycle. And wouldn't you know it, you end up in these situations where people are like, every year something is aging out and needs to get upgraded. And now Apple is making annual sales off of you. Like, it's honestly... It's pretty genius. It is it is pretty genius. Evil genius perhaps, but genius nonetheless. Well, that's why Apple uh has as much money as they do. And in fact, uh something that I I I, I thought ahead here, because we're talking about upgrades. At the beginning when was how, how, let me let me see. It's only been a couple minutes, but I, I put out a poll on Twitter. Sorry, on X. And, wow. Curious, curious results. I'm not going to screen... Well, let me see if I can screen share this because I'm pretty sure you have to sign it. Oh, yay. Oh, wait. I can't vote and show you the results because I'm not signed in. Oh, well, I'll just tell you out loud. X makes everything terrible. (laughs) So... I I tweeted the following question. Are you planning on upgrading to an iPhone 15 this year? And if so, which one? And I gave it three options. The 15 slash 15 plus, the 15 pro slash pro max, or not upgrading. Give me, uh, give me some guesses here, percentage wise. Where do you think the spread falls? I already looked at the results so i won't ah dang give you a guess but i am very i i think 
the results are not are not super crazy when you think about it, but initially I was a little bit uh, a little bit surprised, I'll say. I am very surprised having also just looked at these for the first time. I it'll be interesting to see if these results change once it goes to a broader audience, but at least in the initial what is it? it's only been about 30 40 minutes since I I tweeted this. So the 464 votes curiously at 50% are not upgrading. So half of half of you guys are are going into this without any plans on upgrading. Now, I will say I suspect people's minds will change when the hype of a new iPhone launch comes out because that always is the case, but I will also say that I have definitely cultivated an audience that is focused on longevity and cost effectiveness. So this isn't necessarily an audience that is always chomping at the bit to buy something new. Uh, so this is probably not a representative sample of everyone, but I do think that it's a valid result. What really surprised me more than more than the 50% of you that don't even plan on upgrading is that 45.7% said 15 Pro and Pro Max. Only 4.3% said the regular 15. That's crazy. I think wow. personally that goes back. It's it's the other side of the coin uh, as far as your your audience you were just talking about, right? You're saying you have an audience of people, mm-hmm. a lot of them focused on on longevity, not buying the new thing every year, right? Because you've done a lot of like, you know, eBay, looking for old Macs, Mac repair, all that stuff, right? So you have all of those people. But then you also have all of the people, uh, people like me, I voted for 15 Pro mm-hmm. and Pro Max, of course. You have people in your audience that do like to buy the new phones every year. And I feel like, you know, it's it's that classic laddering technique. I'm sure we've talked about it before. But, you yeah. know, Apple makes the 15 and the 15 Plus, and those are good for, you know, they're, they're, they're great for pretty much anyone, right? Realistically, we would be fine with 15s, 15 Pluses, 14, 14 Plus, whatever, right? But there, then there's the Pro, and the Pro has those couple extra little features. It has arguably the nicer build quality you know different materials whatever and it's just a couple hundred dollars more and you're like okay you know if i'm gonna get this new phone i should just get the best one and so honestly i am not super surprised i think if you asked random people on the street you would get different answers if you Mm -hmm. asked another youtuber's uh audience maybe you would get fewer people saying that they don't want to upgrade but also no one's committing to anything maybe some people will uh and some people won't uh but i'm not super surprised after like you know trying to explain it a little bit yeah no i definitely agree i think last week we looked at the breakdown between pro and non-pro and what you can really notice is at the at the initial point of launching the iPhone, the Pro outsells the regular. 
But once you get to a couple months later past the holiday season, all of a sudden the regular starts to sell more because those aren't people who are going to be as paying as close attention to the laddering as we are. When we, you know, when the new phone comes out, I, I would never ever consider buying the regular and using it. Never in a million years. It just, it just would not happen because I want the best, the newest, the every feature. There, I will not sacrifice a single feature. So it's not even on my mind, right? I, I maybe I'll buy one to review and then sell it, give it to my mom, whatever it may be. But there's no way I would ever be like, oh, you know, I don't think it's worth the extra $200 to get the pro. Doesn't even, doesn't matter. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. And it's the funny thing because like, you know, what, first of all, what even is a pro phone? Like, what is that? What does pro oh, really yeah. mean applied to a phone? And especially Nothing. when the phones, right, when they have the same, like, what, the same processor, or maybe it's whatever, the, the, the pros have one generation newer, right? But it's like a tiny little mm-hmm. difference. And the same, you know, uh, uh, RAM, the same storage, like, whatever. It's like, what does pro even mean? But But it's absolutely like you said, it's about having the new thing and the best thing because we're tech enthusiasts and that's what we like to do and we like to spend our money on and whatever and so i'm in the same boat where i would absolutely just get the pro model um but like you said there's plenty of people right the regular models would work for pretty much anyone unless you're Mm -hmm. filming a movie on your iphone 14 pro like apple wants you to believe people do and it happens very occasionally but the majority of people don't do that if you're not doing something like that you don't need the pro model but People buy the Pro model because it's the Pro model. It has all the features. It's the shiniest one. It's the best one for yeah, now. Almost, almost nobody justifiably needs the Pro, but that's the one that you want. And I will say Apple is, a, is, is brilliant with laddering, especially, especially when it comes to the iPhone because they, I mean, think about it. Back in the old days, it used to be that you would just buy the newest iPhone and then maybe they would have the, the, the previous generation on sale. But now look at it. We got, they sell the 14 Pro, 14, the 13 SE, and even the iPhone 12. And if you compare these all, like, no, where's the, I, w- I wish that there was like a more, Someone I'm sure has made a chart with the breakdown, but you can buy. Oh, here we go. This is perfect. Look at that. 429 entry level iPhone SE, 599 iPhone 13. Even I think 499 you can get an iPhone 12 too as well. I don't know why. I don't know why they sell the 12, 13, and 14 simultaneously. That's insane. But 599 for the 13. $7.99 for the 14, $9.99 for the 14 Pro. And all of a sudden, look at that. Everyone's got a price point, but wherever you buy, unless it's the top, there's always something very, very close to you that's just a little bit better for just a little bit more money. 
And that is not a, an accident. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you consider, I guess the 14 plus uh, is what? Is that 899? Yes. So that sits even even uh, even in between the pro and the uh, the 14 pro and the regular 14. There's even another stepping stone there. So so absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and keep in mind that the 599 price for the iPhone 13, that's the mini. So mm-hmm. it's 699 for the regular iPhone. The regular iPhone 13 is only 100 bucks behind the 14, and then you're 100 bucks behind the Plus, and then you're 100 bucks behind the Pro, and then you're 100 bucks behind the Pro Max. So it literally is every $100 there's a tier. And it's always just like I mean, it's very easy to see how you could logically end up saying, you know what, I, I do want to get a new phone. Uh, I was going to get the 13 because I don't think I need the 14, but uh, some people are saying the battery life might be better. I would like a larger screen though. Maybe I should just get the 14 plus, but then honestly at that point, that's like $100 off the Pro and I do really like the Pro. That Those cameras look really good. I could take really great Instagram photos. So maybe I'll just get the Pro. And then boom, you know, you start out trying to spend 600 bucks and you spend a grand. Oh yeah. It's very, it's very easy to, to go up. Apple knows exactly what they're doing. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's up to the consumer what they, what they want to buy. But Apple is very happy to make it easy and make it tempting for you to give them uh, more money. Yeah. And, Honestly, that's one of the things that they just accomplished with the Mac. Because if we go to the Mac page, like, dude, they really, where's that? I want an equivalent lineup here. I mean, the, the Mac is a very similar situation, right? You start with the MacBook Air and you can actually get the M1 still for 999. So you've got a little ladder going on in here. 999 will get you an M1, extra 100 bucks, new design and an M2. Then the 15 inch. The 15 inch is actually a really big deal because it plugged the gap between the regular M2 stuff and the M2 Pro stuff because before it was the, the MacBook Air at 1099 and the utterly pointless and stupid MacBook Pro that nobody cares about at 1299 and then it went all the way up to $2,000 for the 14 and 16. So it was very easy back then to, to stay put and be like, all right, I'm not spending two grand. That's ridiculous. All I need is a MacBook Air with uh, maybe a storage upgrade. I'm not... It's not worth eight hundred dollars, but now they've they've got this this. You can really see the logical leap, right? This is how this is how they want your mind to go. I'd like a new MacBook. Uh, the MacBook Air is probably fine. That's all I really need. But mm, that fifteen inch, I do like a large screen. So maybe it would be worth getting the fifteen inch MacBook Air. And to be honest, I was going to upgrade the. The, the memory and the storage. Okay, $1,700. Although, if you think about it though, now at $1,700, I could go over to this 14-inch MacBook Pro, which has the same amount of unified memory and the same amount of storage, 
but now I'm getting promotion. I've got more ports and it's a more powerful chip and it's only an extra $300. So honestly, maybe I'll get that and boom, that's a ladder. That's how you talk yourself up in price by a thousand dollars. Whereas before with that huge, with that $800 gap, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna make that jump, right? Nobody's gonna say, oh, well, I want, I want to spend $1,200. Ah, what's an extra 800? <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's definitely very smart, uh, on Apple's part. Uh, it's good that the, uh, well, good for Apple that the MacBook Air, 15 inch MacBook Air is in that slot. And I've just been thinking this whole time, what's going to happen when the iPhone Ultra comes out? Theoretically, that'll be mm-hmm. next year. That's going to be even even another step on that on that iPhone ladder. They're definitely going to get you know the people like us that want the best of the best. Maybe not me if the screen is too big, but we'll see. Realistically, probably will get me. But oh yeah, it's gonna get you. It'll get those people. But then I wonder, you know, we'll see what the pricing looks like. Can they get any of the Pro Max people to ladder up to the Ultra? Right, people that oh that, yeah that weren't even gonna get the Ultra that don't need the best of the best, but they were already gonna get maybe not the Plus, maybe the Plus, or maybe even the Pro Max if they can get them up to that Ultra. I guess you know we haven't seen a ton of rumors about it, but we're talking about laddering, and that's you know that's what I'm thinking about. I think Apple realized that people will buy the best. If it's if it's noticeably the best, people will buy it. I mean, with the Apple Watch, they just figured this out with the Ultra. Because previously, like look, you and I are a perfect example of this. We will we will buy the best. But that was not previously true of the Apple Watch. Right? You and I have never ever bought an upsold Apple Watch. We would always just buy the larger size, sure, but you and I always bought aluminum. We never even consider, like the stainless steel, the titanium, not an effective implementation of the latter because all you were paying for was a material and people won't do that. But when you take that and you say, all right, fine, I'm not gonna get you by just saying, ooh, it's a nicer material. How about a larger screen, better battery life, couple of features, and a, and a different design? Instantaneously, I spent the most money I've ever spent on a watch in my life without even hesitating it. It came out, and they were like, it's a dive computer. You can go on advanced hikes. And I was like, don't care. It's the best. I'm buying it. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. Uh especially you know with the apple watch right it was always just the the different case material maybe Mm -hmm. if you got the hermes or the nike well the nike wasn't even like a special one but like the hermes you got a different watch face who cares right yeah wow i know it's it's all about the features (laughs) the same thing like the iphone right if there were a pro iphone that Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever they would call it, that was literally just the base iPhone, but with the materials of the iPhone, like the Pro model, right? Where they have the, the glossy yeah. side rails and the frosted glass back, right? If Apple ever did that, we would never consider buying that mm-hmm. in a million years because we don't – you know what I mean? The, the, the base model is more than fine, 
And if you're just paying for better materials, it's not worth it to us. There are some people that it is worth to, right? People that care about the fashion and the aesthetics more uh, would would maybe pay more, but that's not us. But the features, absolutely. And so this iPhone mm-hmm. Ultra, whenever it happens, right, it's not just going to be the most durable iPhone ever with like, you know, whatever, you know, design they're going to do with it, but it's going to have probably better battery life, the action button, if the regular ones don't have it, whatever other features, there's going to be other things in there that, that, that make it interesting. Not that we're ever even going to use half the features, but like, yeah, they're going to be there, which makes it the best, which means we have to get it. (laughs) You it's what it comes down to is when you're able to make this like list of the things that you get when you when you pick a larger size that's what sells people you can do you know apple has gotten very good at this with 14 plus and regular 14 the pro max the regular pro now they're doing it with macbooks 14 16 the air 13 15 great implementation of that right that that's a preference size is a preference They've done that with the Apple Watch, the iPhone, the iPad, the Mac. And that's, I think, exactly right. And they have that calibrated quite well to where it's only $200 to go between the different sizes, whether that's or $100 for the iPhone, and it, it scales. Great job. But if you want to get people to jump up a tier, not a size, but a tier, you need that list. It was not enough to say, okay, the I think on the stainless steel Apple Watch, you also got stronger glass. Hmm. It's like the sapphire glass. But it was that was it. If I can't if I'm looking at that and saying, okay, two hundred dollars and it's shiny instead of not shiny and the glass is stronger, that's not a long enough list. But they and that and that was just for the, the stainless steel, which is like five hundred bucks. Apple leapfrogged that, went to 800, and we talked about how good of a deal it was because they used to sell the titanium Apple Watch for the same price where you got no additional features. All you were getting was titanium, and now you're getting titanium and a bigger screen and a better battery and a different design and an indestructible display. All of this stuff at the same price, and then boom were sold. I was I would never ever have considered an $800 watch until they did that. But as soon as it became the best, I fell for it cuz I'm a sucker. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen with the $1500 or however much it's going to be iPhone. Do you think it's going to be Ultra. that much? Well, okay, well how much is the the Pro Max it starts at 1100. Yes. Right? The the Apple Watch Ultra is twice or almost twice as much as the regular Series 8, right? I I think you're right. Maybe not maybe not twice, but like it, I it's, think it's a lot. Hang on a second. It is Oh, okay. Well, it depends on how you want to draw that comparison. If you want to draw it to like the cellular Okay. Version. Sure. All right. So let's do it. The aluminum midnight 45 millimeter with cellular. That's $530. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so, so I guess it's about three hundred dollar difference. Ooh no. Yeah, I don't know, man. In my mind, I always thought that it would maybe be twelve ninety nine, but I think you might be right. I think it might be fourteen ninety nine to get the ultra. It wouldn't oh, surprise no. me. And we have to yeah. we have to see, you know, what is the ultra? What's gonna make the iPhone Ultra the ultra? I think the I think mm-hmm. Apple did a great job with the Apple Watch, making it really big with amazing battery life and the you know more advanced features, the more accurate GPS, the dive computer, whatever. Things that we realistically don't really care about, but like, you know, yeah. it's the ultra. It has to be the best one that 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 will do it'll work for anyone no matter like you know what i mean it has to be the best one and the ultra i think they did a great job with that what is the iphone ultra going to look like is it going to be you know big battery life improvement is it going to be another camera or like drastically like like a new camera system that's like mm-hmm. noticeably better than the regular ones add add another camera or two uh you know action button or 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 something materials obviously there's going to be different materials but it's like what is it going to be to get to that ultra level and if you're really putting everything into it and you're delivering the best possible phone that that you possibly can i don't think they're gonna have a problem going up a few hundred dollars uh for this one i really don't yeah dude and honestly here's the thing the uh the action button that you mentioned there uh, the CCRP on this is confusing, but it's it's not impossible that the iPhone 15 Pro might get the action button. We've been hearing mm. stuff about that, so I I do wonder what the 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 Ultra would would feature. Like, what's the big what's the big thing? I think, well consider this as well the action button has been rumored for the 15 pro titanium frame has also been rumored for the 15 pro so i i think one thing that the ultra would would likely have is sapphire glass maybe front and back um but that's a pretty key piece for the series uh, for the apple watch ultra and i absolutely love it it's it's i mean i don't know about you noah but mine is perfect a hundred percent perfect not one single imperfection after nearly a year yeah same and my the series five that i had before this was definitely not in as good shape yeah. as this is now yeah my 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 series five was a little rough if i'm being honest yeah but and that's only the screen i was very good with that watch and it wasn't in bad condition at all but my goodness could you imagine if the iphone had a screen that was like that you'd never need a screen protector dude i would be sick that's true you wouldn't need i mean i don't have a screen protector but like i arguably you know taking a risk if you don't have one but mm-hmm. if you have sapphire glass on the iPhone, it's not even a question anymore. It's not even taking a risk anymore. It's like, yeah, of course you don't need yeah. sapphire glass. Absolutely. Dude, I don't know. I mean, the thing that's 
perplexing me the most is it seems like Apple doesn't even want to do a design cycle anymore. Because from what we've been hearing, the iPhone 16 Ultra might have its own somewhat different design. I imagine it'll be a little thicker, which will mean better battery life, Is which all on its own will get me to buy it. Like, yeah, absolutely. I will get, you know, already my battery life is fine on the Pro Max, but honestly not as good as it used to be. The 11 Pro Max was insane, and we've not gotten back to that level yet. So hopefully we do with the 15 Pro Max, but the Ultra would be, I mean, what if it's like an iPhone? Can can we do two days on a charge? Yeah, that would be, and I desperately want better battery life. You know that I've had some woes with, with iPhone batteries. Like that would be, that would be huge. Well, okay, so is this year maybe the year that you switch to the Pro Max? You know what? I didn't even think about that. Genuinely, I am just like, yeah, I'm going to get the 15 Pro because I had the 14 Pro and the 13 Pro and the 12 Pro. But I guess if the Ultra is really going to be even bigger than the Pro Max, maybe I should start getting used to it. I don't get know. Get warmed up. Yeah. I didn't even think about it like that, but, but you're not you're not wrong think about it this way Noah pull out your phone what's your battery at uh, 36% would you like to know mine sure actually that's worse than I thought 43 okay did you charge it all today um, I took my phone off the charger at uh, eight eight hours ago I guess Okay, so mine Ah, mine is is 11 hours ago. Yeah, so 3 hours longer and you're still higher than me. Yeah. Now, there the rumor is that battery life is going to be better. Supposedly we're getting just larger batteries all around. Uh and if we're also getting three nanometer on the A the A seventeen chip, that would significantly. I think that Apple would prioritize battery life over performance. So, I mean, geez, this could be a very big year for battery life. And if you were to jump from the Pro to the Pro Max, I have a feeling that it would blow your mind. Ooh, all right. I didn't even, I really genuinely didn't even consider it, but I might have to go to the Apple store, or I will go to the Apple store sometime between now and when the iPhones come out. I got to hold the Pro Max in my hand again. I got to put it in my pocket. I got to see what we're dealing with here, but I guess Mm -hmm. I will at least consider it. That's that's my boy right there. I mean, look, you got me on board with, with larger laptops. It's true. Although I have since gone back. Well, I've waffled. That's that's fine. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I'm honestly so torn on the on the MacBook side because right now Apple has options for 13, 14, 15 and 16 inches and 
depending on the day, I absolutely love all of them. I don't even know what what I would pick. Maybe the 14-inch MacBook Pro just because it has, I think, the best combination of like screen, form factor, battery life, performance, and promotion. But I really, really do like the 15-inch MacBook Air. And I think the 16-inch is too big. I think you were right when you got me on the 15-inch. But now that we're up to the 16, it might be just too big. I see. I still like my 16-inch because I very often use the 16-inch. I use it like as a laptop. Like right now, it's docked right. on my you know my display with my streaming setup. So doesn't even matter what computer it is. But very often, I use it as a laptop, and I really like having that extra space. Now, maybe mm. if I had the 15-inch MacBook Air, it would be enough, right? 15-inch screen's probably enough. You do lose out on some of the Pro features, though, obviously. I feel like the 14 Pro might be a little small. You know, I haven't tried I haven't tried it. I haven't tried a smaller laptop in, you know, quite a while. So maybe it actually would work out. But I, I feel like I do appreciate the extra scre- screen size mm-hmm. of the 16 Pro. But it is a little bit annoying uh, for travel. It is pretty heavy. It's fairly bulky. Uh, whatever I could appreciate an air, uh, you know, for travel. So that's what this is what intrigues me. Why does that same argument not apply to the, your iPhone? I think the iPhone is something that I carry all the time. Like literally, mm. unless I'm like lying in bed, or I guess like you know, sitting somewhere on the table, like the vast majority of the time, it's like in my hand or in my pocket. And I feel like, right. Right. I feel like, I feel like it's the balance between, uh, you know, when you're actually using the thing, right. When you're using the device, you want it to be as big, arguably want it to be as big as possible because you have more screen real estate. You can see things easier. You can do more stuff, right? Same for the MacBook and the iPhone. When you're using it, you want it to be bigger. When you're carrying it around, you want it to be smaller and lighter, right? Because, Mm. You know, obviously. And so I feel like for the Mac, I use it more than I carry it around. And for the phone, I carry it around more than I use it. Or at least I carry it around a lot more than I carry around my MacBook Pro. So I feel like that's the difference. Dude, honestly, when you just said that, that really, if I were like a smart person who could like revolutionize the world that's the key catalyst when you're using something you want the screen to be as big as humanly possible but when you're moving something you want it to be as small as humanly possible Mm -hmm. and so everyone picks their devices based on the use it or move it axiom yeah that's what we're gonna call it yeah so you basically have to sit down and figure out which of those is more valuable. That's why people like the iPhone 13 mini because they're like realistically moving this tiny little thing around is great. But using, I, I'm sorry, but anyone who says that they prefer to use a small phone just means that they don't like to use a phone. 
like anyone who just lives on their phone you know how a lot of people especially younger folks gen z millennials might not even have a desktop certainly and will maybe have a 13 inch m1 macbook air that they only use for schoolwork, and a hundred percent of their time other than that technology wise it's on their phone Mm -hmm. media consumption tiktok youtube on the phone music consumption on the phone if you're someone who is like that the mini is difficult it's difficult because it is a very small screen it's hard to type on it's hard you don't you know i i i think it is really interesting if there if it was remotely possible to have a phone honestly the size of the original iphone that somehow like expanded out and i'm not talking about a foldable because that's different but like literally a shape-shifting iphone that could be this small in your pocket and then grow like the viagra phone that would be perfect (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah it would and and to your point about foldables right i feel like that's why people like them because you Mm -hmm. sort of get that but you really don't because the weight doesn't change and oftentimes it actually increases because you have now three well arguably three screens the one on the outside and then on the inside i guess it's one giant screen or however however those things work but you have you have more components and then and the weight so the weight stays the same uh and it gets it gets very thick right or or relatively thick when you close it so foldables get you a little bit of the way there but not really maybe that's better for some people maybe it's maybe some people don't care i will say if i were if i were to ever get a foldable phone it it would have to be i mean i i i personally don't think that they're that useful and i would never get them because they're android but if I had to get a foldable phone, it would be this, the mm-hmm. Z Flip 5. Vertical flip versus a horizontal, like, I don't I don't need a phone that is the same form factor as this and then becomes twice as big. I want a phone that becomes this big and is in my pocket at half the size. That's, I think, the key difference. I don't necessarily want a tablet that becomes enormous when I take it out. I want a regular phone that becomes tiny when I put it away. Yeah, I agree. Like you can definitely see, you know, pros and cons for either approach. I'm sure it could be nice to have basically a tablet in your pocket, right? If your phone can fold out and have a super big screen, um, it could be great for some things. Media consumption, maybe you're going to have huge black bars, but like you will have, are maybe actually i don't know how much better it would be for media consumption but definitely like you know uh, uh social media and multitasking and things like that but i agree i really like the idea of these like vertical flip phones the galaxy z flip 5 there's like whatever the lg i think they have whatever there's a couple companies have them but i like the idea of it being super small and then opening you know then you open it up and you get a full-size screen i feel like that's a, a good implementation yeah and i think like a lot of the features that they outline on this are a little goofy 
like the whole, uh, what do they call it? Well, there's the flex window, which is like the front screen. I like that. I think that is a good implementation. It's kind of like the Apple Watch face. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think I would use it all that much because it's fairly limited. Um, it would probably just be, you know, I would style it. You know, you customize it or whatever, and that's about it. Uh, but the whole, like, selfie thing where you use the main camera with the flex window that that's fair enough, but that's also because the front facing camera on this thing is pretty weak. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is that you just get that, that nice reasonable phone when you open it up. And really funny enough, I'm like trying to find a picture of it here on their page and they don't even show it. Like all of the pictures have the phone like partially bent yeah, uh, why don't they show it is, open? I don't know. That's weird. I, I wouldn't even... Like, there's the whole thing where they're like, oh, you use it in 90-degree angle mode? No, I'm not going to do that. That's that's kind of silly. Yeah. It's a, it's a little gimmicky, but whatever. Like, realistically, I don't even need a cover screen. I would buy... I would buy an iPhone that literally just folded in half. No outside screens. You have to open it to use it. Every completely normal iphone with a hinge right here that folds down in half that's that's all i need huh i don't know i feel like i guess if the folding like if if it really uh you know if apple really nailed it which i'm sure they would if they were to launch it and they really you couldn't see the crease and it really just you know, you opened it up and it was the iPhone. I mean, I have my always-on display turned on. I kind of like it, to be honest. So I, maybe I would want to have an outside screen. I feel like, you know, the taking the selfies with the with the uh, full-quality camera is pretty cool, whatever. But, but I do agree that, like, if Apple were to make a foldable, it would make sense as a vertical for this, everything we've talked about, you know, the, the, the smaller size, you know, you don't need a tablet, whatever. Also, I guess, you know, it wouldn't trample on iPad mini sales as much. I don't know how much a foldable iPhone really would, you know, hinder iPad sales. But like at the very least, if it's vertical folding, you're never going to, you can't compare that to an iPad or you can't compare that to anything yeah. else. So I think it would make sense. That's true. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it only time will tell. Uh whether folding phones are a niche trend or a direction for smartphones. But I do think that there are some similarities to the initial birth of the smartphone, right? Like you go back to 2007 or so, there were a lot of very interesting styles of phones flip slide candy bar some some very limited touch screens like they started to get very creative with their shapes then the iphone came along and they're like stop that that's not what we want and i do wonder if our current version of that is you know oh do you want a tiny phone do you want a big phone do you want a flippy phone do you want one that folds out width wise hot dog or hamburger style you know, which direction do you want your screen to fold? And then Apple comes along and they say, what? You don't need a screen. Glasses. Put it on your face. It's in your world now. I do wonder 
if that is the real direction that we're headed. That's a, I didn't even think about it that way, but that whole idea of like, you know, the original phones used to be the giant bricks, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously they eventually shrunk down to be like the pocket phones, you know, the flip phones with T9 dialing, whatever. And then, yeah, we got all the, the interesting, the candy bar phones and the, and the colorful phones, whatever. And then, yeah, and then Apple came and, 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 you know, revolutionized the, the, the phone and and then yeah, over time things have gotten you know we've started to see wacky things again. That's like a really interesting uh, way of thinking about it. I didn't think about it that oh, way, thank but you. but but absolutely. And so yeah, I guess the question is, you know, we always it always comes back to Vision Pro at some point because we're so excited about it. But you know, is Vision Pro going to be that next thing? Because you know we've talked about this before. You know, where is the phone going to go from here? I guess maybe we wouldn't have seen the iPhone coming back when we had candy bar phones. But like at this point, if we're getting to that, you know, the iPhone's been around for uh, for for quite a while. And, you know, where is that going to go next? Is Apple even going to be the one to do that? Is anyone going to do that? Or is it really just glasses? Is that the next step? You know, we don't know. I, I'll tell you what we do know. What do we know? We do know that this episode, unfortunately, has come to an end. Oh, man. I know. We'll see you next week. I think by I think next week we should start breaking down what we're going to see at the event. Because next week will be almost exactly one month out from the rumored September 13th date. So next week, come ready, Noah. Your favorite rumors and leaks. What you're most excited for. Everyone in chat. This is your homework, all right? Next Sunday, come prepared. I want I want specifics. What are you what are we going to see? What are the features? What's your CCRP versus what's on your wish list? That's your homework. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And Thank I've been you for your joining host. us. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. Uh, we will be back next week with that homework and have a great night.